Before we begin, I want to thank the sponsor of today's show, Dublin City Comics and Collectibles. You can find them on Twitter at Dublin City Comics or online on DublinCityComics.ie. They have a huge sale on at the moment where you can pick up, among other things, a few Suicide Squad or Doctor Who comics and collectibles, which is relevant because my guest today is an idol of mine and a huge bucket list moment for me. And I'm happy to say he was every bit as nice and as cool as I hoped he would be. He's one of the stars of the Suicide Squad, which is in cinemas now. He's Malcolm Tucker. He is Doctor Who. He is Peter Capaldi. Pleasure, first of all, to, to speak to you today. Lovely to talk to you too. You've done movies like Local Hero, which I absolutely love. You've done The Tick of It, Lady Killers on stage, not to mention you're an Oscar-winning writer and director, but you've also done things like Doctor Who and Paddington. So I imagine you get offered quite the eclectic mix of script. Prior to picking something, do you think I want to do a superhero film or I want to do a play? And what was it about The Tinker that piqued your interest? Well, um, I, I've discovered as the years have passed, really, that uh, I, I can't really control anything or have any plan. So things just turn up, and uh, and I, uh, you know, I uh, I do them if if I like them. And I, I was very blessed in this instance because I I just woke up one morning and looked at my emails, and there was uh, the uh, the thinker and uh, the Suicide Squad, and 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 James Gunn just saying, "Would you like to do this?" Which I was amazed about. Um, and I read it and thought, "Wow, this is great! It's a great fun superhero movie." I've never been in a superhero movie before. Um, so, yes, of course, I was thrilled to do it and said yes right away. Uh, I'm, it's funny. You, you just end up doing what comes your way, you know, if, if, if you're happy with it. I mean, I've been around for quite a long time, so I try just to, to do stuff that I enjoy um, and, and that I find interesting. And, and, you know, you're sort of defined by how you are and, and, and who you are. So I'm not really quite sure why people pick me for these strange parts. Maybe I'm or something about the essence of me that, that is strange or, or offbeat or something, but I'm quite happy with that. You're also you're a big music guy as well. You were famously in a band with Craig Ferguson. Um, yeah, yeah. You said you listened to Scary Monsters to get into the mindset of Malcolm Tucker. Is there a song you use to get into the mindset of the thinker? I'm not really. I think quite a lot of actors listen to music as a way of kind of getting into uh, a zone. You know, it's it's quite hard with the distractions uh, on a film set, which can be very noisy, and a lot of people getting on with their jobs to 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 try and uh, get your mind into the place which is the right place to be for the scene that you're playing. So a lot of actors use. Um, music just to help them just to get a kind of uh, vibe and in fact James Gunn uh, when he was doing um, this movie he would play music on the set so we didn't have to do that and I'd never seen anybody do this before it was really good so sometimes we would have like the pixies or something going on uh, you know to help us with it to get into the vibe of, of the Suicide Squad and in fact in the script when you read the script this is very unusual he actually had written into the script the music that he would use in the in the final cut which was most unusual but it was a great help speaking of music you appeared in the someone you loved video by lewis capaldi yeah i read during lockdown you're working on your own album is there any chance we see a collaboration a capaldi boy super group kind of a scottish oh, highwayman <laughs> i don't think so I, don't, I mean lewis is amazing i mean i don't i didn't really know lewis gr growing up i only discovered him really because uh, someone said to me are you in a relation to this guy and i looked at him on youtube and i thought wow he's fantastic and this was like you know a year or so before he 
he went really big um, and I went to see him and I was strangely proud of him I don't know why <laughs> but I mean he is we are we are related but I thought he was incredible and then he asked me to be in the video for his video uh, for, for that song uh, which I had no idea it was going to be so successful but I think he's just an incredible talent uh, uh, but no I've just been working on my own thing just for for fun because that's you know years ago decades ago I was you know when I started out I was involved in bands and music and things like that and it's not really a it's not a bid to become a, a, a rock star it's just to <laughs> to enjoy the the satisfaction of making music again uh, and I worked with uh, my friend Dr. Robert from the Blow Monkeys, uh, who's a great musician and producer, and we just ended up with a whole pile of stuff and thought, well, let's just put this out there uh, the way people do nowadays uh, and not make a big deal of it. So um, that's what we're doing and trying not to make a big deal of it, but failing so far. So acting, music, another thing you are annoyingly talented at is artist. Um, I saw you done portraits of yourself and your fellow Doctor Who alumni. Would you ever consider releasing a book of your artwork? Or if you had any artwork knocking around the house you didn't want, I'd gladly take off your hands. <laughs> um, no, well, that's kind of you to say. Not really. No, I mean, that's just, I went to art school originally. Everything that I do sort of comes from that uh, art school experience because at that time when uh, people from humble backgrounds like myself could get a grant to go to further education, you know, uh, so I went to art school and the art school, you got to get involved in music and and uh, acting and and, 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 and and drawing, obviously. So it all comes from the same place. The drawings, I, I just sometimes do little, little drawings for people that I've worked with as, as gifts sometimes to say, thanks for being uh, so great to work with. Um, but I give them away, so I don't have any, I'm afraid. One of the roles that you didn't get apparently was the role of Benjamin Sisko in Star Trek Deep Space Nine is that true you auditioned for that I think I did yeah I'm not even sure who that is uh but uh there was a you know at that time I think in the in the, in the I guess the late 80s I guess it was you would just be called to these auditions they were cattle calls you know uh you never ever met anybody important you just sat and you just had to go up the stairs to some office in Soho where a, where a, where a tiny little video camera would be on the end of an enormous tripod and they'd hand you some lines and you just say those lines into the camera I never expected very much of them um so um I was just part of the the, the troll that they did um, for that. But I think, you know, if you were to dig around the right places, you'd find lots of um, video auditions by lots of actors from that period doing lots of, for lots of different American shows because that's what, how it kind of worked. You also, in, in the loop, got to go toe-to-toe with another of my all-time favourite actors, James Gandolfini. Yeah. What was he like to work with on set? He was amazing. I mean, I was a huge fan of uh, The Sopranos. And so, you know, uh, when he walked into the rehearsal room, we, we rehearsed in New York for about a week before we started filming. I was just, you know, blown away because uh, I, I think he, he, you know, I was really starstruck because he's absolutely incredible. And I love what he does and I love... Um, what he did with, with Tony Soprano and then suddenly to find myself acting with him and also improvising because Armando Iannucci who, who, who made that film was very keen that we rather than follow a script 
which we read once, and then he likes you to get on your feet and just kind of improvise those scenes using your own words. I found myself arguing with Tony Soprano, uh, and I and I thought I have to put my the fanboy away here. You know, I've got to be a professional, mature actor and just really go for it. Um, so we got into quite a rammy uh, in the rehearsal room, uh, which was very exciting, except it reached a high point where he raised his fist at me and I thought, well, I better stop now because he looks like <laughs> he's actually going to hit me um, and he might get carried away. But he was a wonderful wonderful man. He was so gentle and so uh, gracious. And I saw him as well. We were in New York and obviously everywhere you went in New York, everybody recognized him. And and this was just at the start of selfies and all this stuff. And everybody was asking him for a selfie. And and he, 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 he was... So gracious with people, he would he would pose and and say hello and be warm. He always knew when to. There was a line that you didn't cross with him, but I thought, God, if 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 there was a way to be famous, that's the way to be famous, you know. Um, and it was so sad uh, when we lost him because uh, he was a, a an actor of great um, sensitivity and range, and and there was so much more was we should have had out of him. Cheers, Peter Cavalli. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute honour. Thank you. Andy, I'm sorry it's so brief. Lovely to talk to you. Look after yourself. And you. Have a good day, sir. Bye. And you too. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye. Bye.